Robert Sapp here. Welcome to the podcast. Today, if I had to give this a title, it would be You Are the Individual. It is from 2 Samuel chapter 12, starting with verse 1. And the Lord sent Nathan unto David, and he came unto him, and said unto him, There were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing save one little ewe lamb, which he had bought and nourished up, and it grew up together with him and his children. It did eat of his own meat and drink of his own cup and lay in his bosom, and was unto him as a daughter. And there came a traveler unto the rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock and of his own herd to dress for the wayfaring man that was coming to him, but took the poor man's lamb and dressed it for the man that was was come to him. And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man, and he said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this thing shall surely die, and he shall restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. And Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. Now anybody that's read the scriptures any length of time or has studied King David knows what happened here. King David had an affair with an individual's wife, the, the lady's name's Bathsheba, and then King David had Uriah, the husband, killed. And he thought, you know, that he'd get by with it. He's the king, right? But God sees everything we do. God knows what we do before we even know it, and before we even do it. Now, we have chances, we have crossroads, as I like to say. I've told my children this. I've told young people this. We stand at a crossroads. We can take the road to the left. We can take the road to the right. Robert Frost even wrote a poem. If you've never read it, you should. The Path Less Traveled. We each stand at that, at that crossroad at any given moment. We can take the wrong path or we can take the right path. Sometimes the wrong path looks easy, looks good, looks smooth. And the right path looks hard, rocky, and through the valley of the shadow of death even sometimes. But that the looks can be deceiving. Now, I've done some hiking in my day, and I've done some free rock climbing in my day. Not, not recently. You can tell that I've put on some weight when I was younger. I used to love to be out in the woods, and still do, but I uh, used to do a lot of hiking, a lot of free rock climbing. Sometimes the, the path would look great starting out, but by the time I got through, it would be, hmm, am I even on a path? There were times when the path would just disappear, and I'd, just, I'd have to make my way through the woods. We're that way in life. The path that we take sometimes looks good, looks smooth, and then it turns out rough and rocky. Now, sometimes the path that we're supposed to take, the right path, it starts out smooth, easy, got this, not a problem. And then it has that middle section that just gets all rough and bumpy and kind of hard to see the path at times. I don't know where you're at. And I'm not saying that, you know, you've had an affair and you've killed your mistress's husband. 
but we have all done things. We've all taken the wrong path. And that's why I've titled this, We Are That Individual. We've all taken the wrong path. Now, even David, in this sin that he committed, God was still there for him. In verse um, 7, it says, And Nathan said to David, Thou art the man, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed the king over Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul. And I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives into the bosom. And God's saying he's still there for David, and he's still there for you as well. No matter what you've done, no matter how bad it is in your eyes, God is still standing there, and he's still asking you to come home. I did a podcast recently on the prodigal son. I will be doing another one, a little different version. The, The prodigal son, that's us. We've all left, we've all strayed, we've all wanted things that was not beneficial for us. And God was still standing there, and he was waiting for us. And when we came back, he ran to us with open arms. So no matter where you're at, no matter what you have done, God is still standing there, and he will run back to us. Now, David paid a price for his sin. The firstborn baby of him and Bathsheba passed away, died of sickness. We might have to pay a price. We might have to pay something, whether it's because we've broken man's laws. We might have to do some time in jail. We might have to do some restitution. That doesn't mean that God has forgotten us. It just means that there are consequences for our actions, no matter what those actions are. And that's what seems to be lacking in the world these days is the knowledge that there are consequences for our action. You know, there's an action, or there's a a consequence for anything you do. And for every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. You bump into something, something's going to bump into you. It's that simple. We can avoid a lot of the headache by just staying in the Word and staying in prayer. But there are times when we're human, and we're going to slip. We're going to mess up. We're going to say things we shouldn't. We're going to get mad when we shouldn't. That's human nature. And I'm not by no means negating the sins that we do, the anger that we do. The Bible says that we can be angry and sin not. We're supposed to be angry at the sin. We're supposed to be angry at at Satan himself. So I'm not saying that, you know, not trying to excuse our actions because, hey, we're human, but we are human. We have this body of flesh, and this body of flesh sometimes just doesn't want to do what it's supposed to do. I was already supposed to be up this morning moving around. Spirit was willing. Flesh just was not able. There are times when you say things that you do things. You look at things. You get caught up in the moment. God doesn't drop you at that moment. God doesn't walk away from you and go, well, he's a hopeless case or she's a hopeless case. No, he he loves you. Now, he may chastise you because the Bible does tell us that God chastises those he loves. If you've got a child and you love that child, you're going to discipline that child somehow. Now, I'm not saying beat the child. I'm not, by no means do I mean that. But my mom and dad, they whipped me. 
they they've disciplined me. We didn't have time out when I was a kid. We we had the hickory switch or we had the belt. It was worth every bit of what was going on. It was worth every second that my parents did that for me. And the reason was because they loved me and they wanted what was good for me and what was right for me. They didn't look at it and say, well, you know, we can let him slide. No, they disciplined me and God will too. So I'm here to tell you today and tonight, this morning, today, you're going to have times in your life where you're going to do the wrong thing and you're going to be that individual. But hear me, the times that you've had or the times that you will have, God's not going to drop you. Just come back to him with a loving and open arms and he's going to hear you. And he's going to come to you. He's going to run to you. He's going to fall on you. He's going to kiss your neck. Don't stay away from God just because you messed up. It's that important. So this one's a little different. This one's a little shorter maybe. But understand that in the scriptures in 2 Samuel chapter 12 there was a price that David had to pay and you may have to pay a price but the price is not going to be God forsaking you the price may be some, will be something else God will never leave us nor forsake us he's there so no matter what you've done no matter where you're at in your walk no matter where you're at in your in your life God is still there and he's still on the throne. He's still wanting to love you. So we're going to end this right here. I believe I've said what God would have me to say. And just understand. And if if you have a, a problem, if you have a situation, if you have a, um, a need in your life, hit me up on Facebook. Hit me up on these podcasts. Hit me up on YouTube. I'll be happy to pray for you and to pray with you. But you can pray for yourself just as easy as you can reach out to me, but I am here to pray for you and with you. And the greatest prayer, though, is the prayer of salvation. So if you do not, if, you, if you're listening to this podcast and you do not know Jesus, today is the day. Now is the time. No better time, no greater time than right now. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings upon our life, Lord, for allowing us, God, the opportunity to come into your house to worship, to praise, and to honor your name. Lord, we ask that you'll move and that you'll touch, Lord, that you'll stretch forth your hand here this day. Lord, that you'll touch those that are listening today, Lord, those that will listen in the future, God. We ask that you'll move and that you'll touch, Lord, in Jesus' sweet name, Lord. But Lord, those that are listening or will listen in the future that do not know you, I ask that you send your sweet spirit to draw them, to guide them, to nourish them, Lord, back into your arms, Lord. Lord, that they will cry out, Lord, a, a sin, a sinful soul 
crying out to you, Lord, of asking for forgiveness and repentance, Lord. Lord, in Jesus' sweet and holy name we pray. Amen. Until we meet again, guys. God bless.